Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Ferris Bueller. Just a good old boy, trying to be a good old man, out here learning on the fly, trying to do the best I can. Hello and welcome to the Faithful Fatherhood Podcast. I am Brett Etheridge, joined by Perry Hughes, and it is Christmas season, whether you like it or not. It is December 1st, the start, I guess maybe the official or unofficial start of the Christmas season, and we are here for it, and we are here in this episode to to just talk about sort of our mindset around the season, what our job and our role is as fathers to sort of set the tone for our families during the season. Perry and I are going to share something that we're excited about doing with our own families starting today even uh, during the Christmas season. So we're excited about that. And I think it's something that we'd certainly encourage you men to maybe partner with us in doing with your families as well. But we will get to all of that. Let me bring Perry on real quick. Perry, how are you doing today? Fantastic, brother. Thanks. We, uh, Nancy and I actually have been cheating for a little while. You know, you say, hey, it's the start of the Christmas season, December 1st. <clears throat> well, traditionally, we've started the Christmas season oftentimes the day after Thanksgiving. We'll go get, get, go get the tree. We'll start listening to Christmas music, et cetera, et cetera. Well, this year, Nancy, my lovely bride, said the heck with it all. And she started listening to Christmas music way early this year. And I don't know what you know, officially kicks off the start of the Christmas season for you and your family or for the listeners. But that's one of the things that kind of marks our mindset is we, brother, we just love listening to Christmas music uh, on, on the tunes, on the radio, around the house. And we've been we've been cheating this year. We started way early. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling for a lot of listeners, that's that's not even <laughs> way early. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbors had a Christmas tree up since, I don't know, mid, mid-November. And... <laughs> My wife, Melanie, she's, I mean, she's crazy about Christmas. I think she clicked on her Christmas Pandora back in September. And then I was like, no, you got to turn that off. You got to wait till at least, you know, October. So no, I, I, I hear you on that. And I'm curious what, you know, when people tend to kick off the Christmas season for me, for me, sometimes I just can't even get into it until mid-December. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, I remember when we were living down in Columbia, for those of you who live in other countries, you might be able to to relate to this, or if you've traveled anywhere sort of during the holiday season. But man, I thought we did Christmas up big here in the States. Columbia is like crazy for Christmas season. And and I didn't realize how big of a deal December 1st was, right? So we're, we wanted to do, we wanted to come to you guys with sort of a series of Christmas related, like how do we show up as fathers episodes? And we're going to, we're going to do that throughout December. But I didn't realize how big December 1st was as an actual sort of delineation mark on the calendar for a lot of people. And we were living in Medellin at the time. And, you know, we went to bed innocently on the night before. So what, 30 days in September, whatever, 30 days in November. Uh, So on the 30th, November, uh, we went to bed innocently. And all of a sudden, like, it sounded like bombs just started going on. We, we lived in a high-rise apartment. <laughs> and Medellin is uh, this beautiful city sort of nestled in this valley with mountains. I guess you would call them mountains, but like huge steep hills sort of on either side. And and the sound was just like ricocheting off the off the mountains. And we're like, what is going on? And we we pop up out of bed and we sort of look out the window. And there are fireworks going on no way up and down the valley and perry it was like at midnight 
Like it went. It no, like as soon as it was dark. I mean, well, uh, it must have been after we went to bed because it hadn't started. Yeah, maybe it was right at midnight. That would make sense that that's when it started because we were already asleep. Yeah, December first hits at midnight and it's like boom, boom. and it <laughs> it went until the sun came up. Like we didn't sleep that Get night out. because it was so loud. The lights. I mean, it was. <laughs> Coming in the windows, just celebrating the start, yeah. like December first, up and, and we actually went up. We went up onto the the upstairs balcony and just sat and watched for a little while. Like one a.m., we're like, I can't sleep anyway. Might yeah. as well watch the show. And it just up and down the valley. It was incredible. And a side note, it, it also traumatized our poor dog. It was so loud. She she hated loud noises and fireworks. After that, yeah. she never had any yeah. problems with it until that point. Yeah. But. My point is, it's like, it's a big deal, right? December 1st, the season is upon us. So um, whether you've been cheating or not, whether it has sort of snuck up on you or not, another quick, I I feel like my father-in-law gets surprised by Christmas every year. It's like (laughs) Christmas Eve and he's looking around, he's like, oh crap, like Christmas is here tomorrow. I I better go shopping. You know, it's like he gets surprised (laughs) by Christmas every year. It's like the same date on the calendar every year. So right. Whether you've been cheating and starting early, whether you're surprised by it and you're like, oh my gosh, it's December 1st, Mm -hmm. I do want to mark the moment and the time and the start of the season and talk a little bit about intentions and our mindset heading into the season. And so so we'll do that. I'll I'll throw it to you quickly, Perry, um, and just ask you, do you... Do any words come to mind for you? Because that's what I've been reflecting on at the outset here is thinking about what I want the feel of this season to be for me and my family. Yeah. What What do I want this particular season to be about? Because it doesn't have to be like every other Christmas. You know, maybe you're maybe you and your family are going through something different this year. Maybe there's the hope of the expectation of a new child. Maybe you have serious loss this season. Maybe you are dealing with sickness or illness with key members of your family, right? So everybody's in a very different season, even though it's Christmas. And so there might be totally different mindsets for different people listening. But for you, do any words come to mind that you want to be intentional about with you and your family this season? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that prompt. And it's easy because the word joy just resounds in my soul and in my spirit, you know, as, as I think about that. And so for me, I just want to live in joy and full of joy this season. I want to spread joy this season. I want to point my wife and my kids to the joy of celebrating Christ. I mean, when we think about it, when I think about it anyway, it honestly blows my mind that the creator of the universe, the one true God, the the Alpha and the Omega, sent his son in human form for us, to redeem us, to call us back to himself, to, to mend that brokenness that, guess what, we caused in the first place, you know, in our freedom. We caused the the rift. We caused the separation. We caused the brokenness. But the great Redeemer sees fit to, to humble himself in such a way as to putting on flesh and blood and becoming human so that we can have the greatest gift of, of restored relationship with him. And so I'm really excited about that. And it, it, it brings me great joy every time I think about it. And I just want to, I want to just float in that joy. I want to bask in that joy. I just want to absorb, I want to marinate 
and I want to, um, I want to radiate that joy to those around me, you know, so that it's, uh, contagious with them as well. I love that. I can, I can hear it in your voice. You're excited about it clearly. And we, you know, I think the, the analogy I am carrying into the season, and we've talked about it here on the podcast before, but is the idea of being a thermostat instead of a thermometer, right? We as the fathers yeah, need to be right. the thermostat for our family. We set the temperature. And so if you are joyful yourself, if you are excited, I hear it in your voice. I mean, your family will feed off that for sure. So men, you know, try to try to walk that out. I love that. When you talk about joy, though, and experiencing joy yourself and radiating that joy and helping your family to find joy, uh, how, do you have ideas on how you're going to do that? And is it all about, I mean, you just talked about the most important aspect of it, the joy of of Jesus come to earth. But what other aspects of Christmas are you planning to enjoy with your family and how are you going to experience joy this season? Um, there's a lot of ways to experience joy. I think as I go back to that main joy, the main reason celebrating the birth of Christ, for me, I'm going to, I'm going to dig into the scripture and dive into the scripture and and just be immersed in scripture more um, uh, over the course of the next coming weeks, days, weeks, you know, the month of December. And so that's one way I'm going to do that because I know that as I read the scripture, I immediately, you know, uh, oftentimes am finding reasons and sources for joy. And so I think just being in the word more often is going to be a big contributing factor to that. And and honestly, we're going to get to that a little bit more on the podcast on how to include our family in that. But um, so that's one way. And then I'm just going to also enjoy the relationships, you know, and be enjoyed, you know, as my kids are excited during the Christmas season, as they give gifts to others, as they receive gifts, as we uh, oftentimes we'll have a little bit more time as a family because we'll have, you know, a lengthy time off away from the business, um, work, you know, things like that. And so just enjoying an extra amount of time together and just the simple fun, you know, things of holidays, you know, uh, being outside, playing games with the kids, um, watching Christmas mute movies. That's really fun and, uh, joyful. Um, and simple things too. I really love building a fire in the fireplace. And so uh, having a fire and just, you know, roasting marshmallows and having hot chocolate. And I mean, that stuff kind of sounds like simple or cliche or, you know, whatever, but man, it is, it's part of it that just brings joy and, and sitting around hanging out with the family and, and enjoying that time together. So those are just some of the things that are top of mind or top of the head when you ask. Yeah. And I don't think it's cliche at all. In fact, I think, I think that's really the crux of it. And I love that. I Enjoy is certainly one of the words that comes to mind for me. Memories. For me, slowing down yeah. is a big, a big mantra that I've already begun thinking about because it's so easy to be going, 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 you know, coming off of Thanksgiving, traveling with the family, getting back into work, you know, all the chores, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, it can sneak, it can sneak up on you. I sort of joked about that earlier, but- all of a sudden, it could be the week before Christmas. And it's like, oh man, we haven't really done X, Y, or Z yeah. yet. And we've just been so busy, busy, busy. And for me, it's all about intentionally trying to slow down and create some of those memories. 
you know, I read I read a quote, I don't know, sometime last week, probably on social media somewhere. And and I thought it was actually really good. And I think it's I think it's exactly right. It's spot on, certainly with my own experience. And and it it was something along these lines that you know, we don't really remember many of the specific presents that we got on Christmas. Maybe one or two come to mind, certainly when I look back at my childhood. But for the most part, I don't remember 90% of the presents I actually got. But what I remember are the smell of the kitchen, you know, on Christmas morning or Mm -hmm. the anticipation of opening the presents, even if I don't remember the presents themselves, but really the feeling of being with family, the, the Christmas movie nights, the frosting Christmas cookies with mom, all of those types of things. And so, so that 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now is more what our kids going to be remember, are going to remember. And so the cliche stuff is, is the real stuff. It's the stuff that ends up mattering if if we show up well as a father and so so that's you know the other thing that i would emphasize and sort of my mindset going into it is what is really my role as the father and how which, what sort of what sort of intentionality do i want to have around which aspects of christmas because my wife my wife, like I said, she's she's the one who's crazy for Christmas. She's already been listening to the Christmas music. She does such a great job with a lot of the traditions, you know, the pajama movie night. And she's been thinking about this stuff for months and pre-ordering new Christmas pajamas. And she she right. does the Christmas cookies with the kids. And, and, and I'm all about just letting her sort of run with that. I don't need to take control of all aspects of Christmas. That's not what I, that's not what we're saying and that's not what I'm saying and that's not my mindset going into it. But what are a couple things that I can be intentional about? And and one of them is slowing down, spending more time with my kids. Another for me is giving back. You know, I to me I really feel like my role during the Christmas season is to really help emphasize with my kids that it's not all about them, that right. helping them to think about others, about giving back, about serving and volunteering. We do a lot about that during the holiday season. We'll actually do a whole separate episode on that. And then the the spiritual component of it, trying to be the spiritual mm-hmm. leader during the season and keep pointing my kids to you know, again, the cliche phrase, the reason for the season, but ultimately that that is what matters. And you talked about that well earlier, but I'm totally in alignment with you on that, that that's a big part of my role as well. That's awesome. I love that uh, you've kind of set out that those really three clear and main objectives, um, because I think oftentimes we set out as fathers to strive to be better, to strive to grow, to strive to, you know, focus the family on X, Y, or Z. But sometimes we don't really de- define that well enough, you know. And so I think oftentimes it's hard to measure whether we've done that or not. And and so for me, I, I kind of just set a little personal goal uh, for myself. And my goal is this, that I will personally focus on Jesus in such a way over this coming holiday season that it sparks curiosity, interest, growth, change, joy in my family. And so, yes, on the one hand, um, it's true that, you know, goals are things that only we are in control of. And so part of mine is that my family is going to respond in a way, which honestly is kind of out of my control, how they respond. But I know that if I'm showing up every day with the intention of, I'm going to be so personally 
focused and and head over heels for Jesus during this holiday season, that it's going to have that ripple effect on my family. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm looking at it, you know, for for me. So yeah, I'm excited as we as we go into it. It's going to be awesome. Well, I think that's a good point of transition. Then let's talk about what you and I are going to be doing and invite invite our listeners to do it with us along those lines, because I think you're exactly right. You know, Christmas is the most celebrated holiday in the world, I guess, other than maybe New Year's. If you consider New Year's a, a holiday, everybody in the world pretty much celebrates that. But the crazy thing about Christmas is that so many non-Christians celebrate Christmas. It's it's a secular holiday for a lot of people. It's a civil holiday in a lot of countries. You get time off for Christmas. Well, even if you don't know who Jesus is, even if you don't believe in Jesus, like you still get Christmas off and you open presents and celebrate Santa Claus, I guess, instead. Right. And it's like, okay, fine. So the whole world knows and celebrates Christmas, but it's our job to help our families understand that it's more than just Santa Claus and tinsel and, and all of that. But that certainly needs to be a part of it. I mean, we're certainly not overly, we don't overly religionize, is that a word? Religionize Christmas from that standpoint. But I love your intentionality and your goal to emphasize the birth of Christ and that aspect of the Christmas season, which of course is the most important component of it. And to help do that, what Perry and I are going to be doing is the book of Luke, so the gospel according to Luke, an actual book written by a real person named Luke. It happens to be found in the group of books that we call the Bible, but just wherever you find it. So hopefully you have a Bible, obviously, if you're listening to this. Uh, but the book of Luke has 24 chapters in it. Well, that's convenient, right? Because there are 24 days starting today leading up to Christmas Eve. And so what we're going to do is we're going to read a chapter a day with our families. And by Christmas Eve, they'll know all about this person named Jesus who was so important and so impactful that he transformed history. And that is why we celebrate him. That is why tomorrow on Christmas Eve, we get to say tomorrow, we will celebrate the life and really the birth of this person that we just learned about and read about. And what's really cool about that is we already might know about Jesus. We might have already read different aspects of the gospel. Your kids might have studied some about him in Sunday school and whatever. You you might have done some of this before, but it's that intentionality of, hey, every day we are going to just go through one chapter together, maybe talk about it, maybe, maybe not, but we're at least going to read it together and then piece together that story leading up to Christmas Day. So that's I'm super excited about it. Any thoughts about that, Perry? Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm thrilled, honestly. And I would encourage the listeners as you dive into this, be ready for a little bit of a roller coaster because the Bible's gonna got some wild stuff in it. And if you haven't actually sat down and read through it with your kids, uh, there's going to be some questions that pop up that might... Um, give you a run for your money in terms of what things you're going to talk about. I mean, even in just the first chapter of Luke, uh, the concept of virgin comes up. And so I can see kids being like, Hey, you know, inquisitive kids, what's virgin mean? You know, if they don't know that word or if they're not familiar with it, or maybe they're at that age where they, it's time to start talking about the birds and the bees with them. And I know we've done whole podcasts on that in the past, but yeah, I think it's going to not only get us excited about, 
the most important aspect of the meaning of Christmas, it's also going to spark, I think, a lot of conversation just from the fathering standpoint of guiding your children, explaining the ways of life to them, explaining human nature, you know, God's nature. I think it's going to um, spark a lot of discussion and hopefully some questions. You know, sometimes you might read the Bible to them and everybody just sits around quiet, sitting on their hands, you know, like, okay, (laughs) whatever. Right. You know, so that's going to happen too. And that's okay. Uh, But I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, probably a little bit of a roller coaster sometimes, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, it probably will. And just the logistics of it. Right. I mean, how, how are you going to get everybody in your family all together Every single day for 24, <laughs> 24 days in a row. I know right. I think about the craziness of my family. And so, man, if you want to embark on this with us, pre-think that a little bit. I know for us, most nights as a family, we do get to sit down at the dinner table together. So that's my my main plan is at dinner when we're all sitting around the table to just sort of read through it while everybody's eating is is sort of my plan. But I also know that over the next 24 days, we're not going to be sitting around the dinner table every single night. Sometimes kids have basketball games. It's basketball season. We're going to be traveling for some of it and so forth. And so during those days, my plan is to use the Bible app. There's a little play button where you can get somebody to actually narrate. So, hey, we're just going to listen to it as we're driving around um, running errands or whatever it's going to be when most of the family happens to be in the car together. And so we're just going to do our best. You might miss a yeah. day. One family member sure. night might not be there for one of the chapters. It's not about being perfect. It's about being consistent is sort of my That's mindset right. going into it. That's right. That's a beautiful mindset. And I'm glad you you brought that up to make sure that we have grace with ourselves if you have a miss. And, and you know, don't let one little missed day derail the whole project. You know, just kind of circle back, reevaluate and and go again from there. I think for me, I'm not sure yet if I'm going to try to do it in the morning around the breakfast table or maybe in the evenings right before bed because of the nature of our business, uh, gymnastics and ninja and, you know, kids after school activities. Oftentimes, you know, we're, we're go, go, go or out working or the kids are, you know, doing things until 8.30, you know, get home 8.30, 9 o'clock sometimes. Um, so I got to, I'll probably try a few different methods. You know, I'll probably try it in the morning a little bit and try it late at night, right before bed a little bit and kind of just see which one. Yeah. During the the week with your guys' homeschooling schedule, you do all tend to sort of start the day together at roughly the same time. seems like during the week, that could be a good option for you guys. And then maybe figure something else out on the weekend. So yeah. Yeah. It's about just just figuring it out and um, that's right. doing the best we can. You know, that's ultimately what we're trying to do as faithful fathers, but I'm excited about it. Do you mind if I actually read a few of the verses from Luke 1? Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, I think I w- I'm not going to read all of Luke 1, but but I am going to skip ahead and read just a few verses that talk about the birth of Jesus foretold. So skipping ahead to Luke one twenty six, and it's actually Luke 2. Luke 2 is are, are all of the very famous verses that are written into Christmas songs and that yes. people recited pageants. And I'm excited for tomorrow to read with my family Luke 2 because those are very familiar. I love, I love those yeah. scriptures. But Luke 1 is like mind-blowing when you think about it. So starting in, in verse 26, this is from the NIV. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 
And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are, who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her, her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. And then it continues amen. on from there. Yeah, amen. Amen. I love love verse 37. For no word from God will ever yeah. fail. Uh, yeah. But there's a like, I love just, Yeah, I go love ahead. 38. I love 38. And and Mary said, Behold, I am the Lord's, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. You know, what a beautiful heart position um for her to be in, just to say, yes, let that be true to me. You know. I just think. I mean, there's so much here to unpack, right? And so, so some men might be on the spectrum of your sort of comfort level talking about this stuff, talking about scripture and your knowledge of of biblical history and scripture and all that, where you just literally read the read the passage and let it lay and answer any questions your kids might have. Others might be super biblical scholars and you talk about the lineage of David and how this fulfills pro- ancient prophecy and all that type of stuff. For me, I think what I'm going to focus on with my family is just how unbelievable the event actually is, that we should not take this event for granted. I think the coolest part of this passage is an angel just like shows up to Mary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing I just picked up on as I was reading it is in verse 29, it says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. She wasn't troubled that an angel just showed up. (laughs) It's like, that wasn't surprising to her. It wasn't weird to her that an angel just appeared to her. Now it probably was, but it was what he said that was, was bewildering to her. But yeah, but even just ask your kids, I'm going to ask them, what would it be like if Gabriel just showed up in our living room right now? Yeah. <laughs> would you immediately believe what he had to say? Would it be easier right. to believe what God had to say if he had delivered it through an angel? You know, there's lots of ways to have that conversation. But to me, yeah, it really is an unbelievable thing if you actually stop, think about it, and realize just how unbelievably cool that whole event would have been. Yeah, it's awesome. And that's a great way to engage our kids is to is to ask a, a leading question that puts themselves into the story. What would it what would you do if the angel Gabriel showed up? Like, can you imagine what that would feel like? And I think that's a great way to get them thinking and engaged and talking. And I kind of I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast before or not, but I have a fun little theory about angels, and it's that they are uh God's warriors and they're extremely scary and dangerous because I can't think of a time in scripture where an angel shows up to someone and there's something the the first words out of their mouth is something other than 
uh, don't be afraid, you know? Well, I guess Gabriel right here, first words or greetings of favor when the Lord is with you. But then the, the very, the very next thing is, um, you know, don't be afraid because yeah, I mean, angels are probably, I don't know. I think maybe they're pretty ferocious looking and dangerous warriors. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think that's, that's exactly right. And the other thing that I would also emphasize here and, and I plan to do with my kids and this just speaks to it is it's just not another random birthday we're celebrating. It's, you know, I have a four year old and he's like, what is Christmas? And I say, Christmas is Jesus's birthday. And, you know, I know, I know people who have a birthday cake for Jesus on Christmas. And and if you do that, that that's great. We don't really do that necessarily, but, but I get the sentiment, but it's not just another kid's birthday. We're not going to put some candles in a cake and, and blow out the candles and yay, Jesus's birthday. It's like Jesus's birthday. You know, it's not, it's not your kids' friends at school birthday. It's not just another birthday. It's a birthday that has been foretold from the beginning of time. It's a birthday that was announced by God's actual angels. It's yeah. the birth of a child who was not conceived like every other human who has ever lived on earth. Like that's who we're celebrating. Yeah. That's the nature of this birthday. And and I think that's valuable to emphasize as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Because it, it, it honors the reality of how much more holy, how much more, you know, magnificent, how much grander the whole thing is than, you know, just the average Susie's, you know, eighth birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Which are fun to celebrate as well, but uh. no, absolutely, yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't mean to, uh, but she's not diminish that, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Anyway, I love it. Well, I, I don't, I don't know how much more we have to talk about. Hopefully, hopefully, this has given you guys as listeners something to think about, and I think that's really our whole point with this with this episode heading into the season is to create some intentionality. So I would just again pose to you: spend some time. Thinking of what are your own words? What are your words for the season? What are some of your goals for the season? Perry and I talked about joy and memories and creating a certain feeling, which we can't always control, but we as the fathers can be that thermostat and do our best to try to shape the feel of the season. Others of you might have totally different words, as I suggested. Maybe maybe reconciliation is the word for you guys, that that's your focus goal is to bring your families back together after a challenging season. Maybe it's, maybe it's to grieve and find joy even in a period of grieving. I know loss is a big thing that people have to deal with during the season. How are you going to manage that? And how do you want it to be different so you're not swallowed up by that grief, but you find hope in the season? So spend some time, you know, even now at the outset, because 25 days are going to pass. Christmas will be here before we know it. We only have so many Christmases really with our family, uh, especially with while our kids are young. And so let's not squander that opportunity. And, and sort of the, the other thing that I would say sort of in closing is, you know, Mike Tyson, the famous boxer famously said that everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. And I think, I think that's so true. And it's, it's fun on December 1st to sit here with high hopes and expectations and set intentions. And then what happens when you go to have your first family Christmas movie night and you're toddler melts down and your teenager doesn't even want to show up and participate and you feel like, you know, 
going nuts and exploding and yelling at your family, you know, on day two, um, what happens then? And, and I would say, I would say just realize it's in those moments. It's at that time where how you respond, how you react, how you show up will shape the feeling that your kids have about Christmas when they look back on it. You know, was my dad even keeled? Was he a rock? Was he somebody who tried to make the season joyful and memorable and fun? Or do all I remember about my dad is that he was constantly uh, frustrated and stressed and yelled at us and we never had an enjoyable Christmas movie night, whatever. So so it's in those moments, right? Because we will be punched in the face. I mean, I hope that you have the absolute best, most magical, perfect, picture-perfect Christmas season you could possibly imagine. But I know statistically and certainly my experience with my family is that's not going to be the way it's going to go. We're going to have some great moments mixed with some challenging and trying moments. But how are we as fathers going to show up even in the hard times? And so that's the other mindset that I would encourage you men in, even as I encourage myself uh, heading into this holiday season. Yeah, I love it, Brett. That's fantastic. And I would encourage men to dive in with us to reading a chapter of Luke a day uh, for the next 24 days, even if that feels a little daunting, even if that feels a little overwhelming or scary, or you, even if you feel ill-equipped to do that, um, the Holy Spirit will uh, give you guidance and assistance in that as you need it. Or maybe you're sitting there going, oh, my, we, I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor. My kids know all this stuff or, you know, whatever it is you might be thinking and, and uh, don't, don't miss an opportunity because the Bible is incredible. And no matter how many times I read it, it, no matter how many times I read something that I've already read, the depth of God is bigger and deeper than me. And so there's always more to discover and there's always more to learn. And um, I mean, even me just reading, you know, this first chapter of Luke to prepare for doing that with my family and to prepare for doing this podcast, there were several things that stuck out to me that I hadn't noticed before. And so as we change and grow as men and fathers and our families change and grow, the word might stand out. Some different aspects of it might stand out to us in a different way. So that's my encouragement to you, men. If you're feeling overwhelmed, just dive in and go for it anyway. Do your best. Show up, give it your best shot. Um, if you're somebody who's a seasoned Christ follower and you're thinking, ah, you know, we've done that. Hey, brother, don't don't uh, don't let an opportunity pass you by uh, feeling like you've got it all figured out because there's always always more to learn and grow. Love that. Good word. So let's do it. I'm excited. I'm pumped, jazzed, excited to dive in. Happy Christmas season. We will be back with you again soon with some different aspects of preparing our hearts and our minds and our families for Christmas as we continue through the month of December. For now, we will sign off, get to it, and we will be back with you soon on the Faithful Fatherhood Podcast. Take care, everyone. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to be a good old